episode about his better podcast. And we take two films, mash them, mangle them together until. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> not much <laughs> Until it's um, non content. Yes. And then we'll play our little jingle. So, no, no, that happens before, Kirsty. I don't know if you got. No. Have you ever listened to the podcast? No. We actually made it all the way through, yeah. Any of our episodes. That is her job, though, because I haven't said anything yet. You can't say it's my job. I haven't even been given the opportunity to do it. You're going to listen to the podcast because I'm editing them and I do not want to have to listen to it all the way through. That's how optimistic I am about this. Anyway, so Lachlan is a fellow film student and friend. And friend. and friend, yeah, of course. Yeah, friend. First and foremost, a friend. <laughs> First and foremost, a, fr- a friend, film student. Um... No, not much else. <laughs> okay, so this is the But It's Better segment. Um, so, Lachlan? Uh, so I picked um, Mandy, which is this um, like revenge horror film. Um, and I also picked Ocean's Eleven, which hopefully you know is the the bank heist movie well because you know heist movie really yeah, yeah we all know we all know what Ocean's Eleven is right there yeah yeah <laughs> I I Becca watched the film before I did this. I so I did watch the film um <laughs> makes a difference um but I had never seen it before which I think is crazy because I don't know how you have not what? seen really? it really yeah, which, uh, yeah. This is the, she had no idea what it was about and I was like how do you not know what Ocean's Eleven yeah no about? I'd never seen it before so yeah, it's it's Mandy, but it's Ocean's Eleven. Now I'm gonna We've be honest. We've all seen Mandy, as well. Yeah, we all yeah. watched it together in first year. Oh my yeah. god, it was a great yeah. remember that. Yeah, Mandy is a good film. Memories. Yeah. <laughs> I'd even say it's my favorite film. Do you wanna explain Mandy for us? Yeah. Okay. Um, Mandy is a revenge horror film directed by Panis Kosmatis, crazy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about this couple whose uh, like idyllic life is basically like upturned uh, by this crazy, essentially like religious cult. Um, they come in and kidnap Mandy, and then like they drug her and torture her, and and then her husband goes on a crazy drug fueled revenge quest and kills them all. Um, yeah, Ocean's Eleven, pretty simply, is a nice Do you want to explain it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you can explain Ocean's Eleven. Um, Ocean's Eleven is essentially, um, uh, this guy gets released from, from prison, uh, and like I think it's the first thing he goes and does, is he goes and plans a heist. Yeah. Uh, off of five of the biggest casinos in Las Vegas. Three? MGM, Bologna, oh, Geo, yeah. and one other, I can't remember. They're all disguised Terry's casinos. Yeah. Yes. Because and Terry's dating his ex-wife. And yeah. the Las Vegas guy is agrees to fund it because he doesn't like Terry, I think, because he stole his Those business. Are, yeah, they're, 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 anyway... Well, should we should we slide right into it? Yeah, we should get into the yeah. the synopsis off, which yeah, like, yeah th- that's what we're gonna have to. Oh, to oh, it, did you copyright it though? Like, uh, have I copyright yeah, synopsis yeah, yeah, yeah. off? So it's just uh, like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, uh, I'm willing to give you guys synopsis off. It is a very very good word. I just need I just need credit, credit. every, t- every, every time, time you say it. Every time you say it, you need to be like. As come up with I'm going to reference you in the podcast. LDB, so uh, LDB's. Uh... Um, I'm going to say Lachlan, you go first because I think you're going to set the standards very high. I'm going to. Well, then surely I should go second. Yeah, then, oh, then you're right the way. Okay. Like I'm happy to go first. I don't mind. No, I'll go first. <laughs> That's fine. I guess I've heard it. Oh, should I say that? 
that I've heard that out, so I don't think anyone cares. <laughs> the viewers are going, fuck, Christina's already. This is totally unfair. <laughs> this is totally unfair. She's fine. She's hurt. She's hurt already. <laughs> okay, I'm going to just do a, um, I'd say a trigger warning. It's not triggering, but it, just a warning. It's not very good. <laughs> trigger warning, this is bad. <laughs> okay, but I'd say this is so relevant. Um, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is so relevant because this, this so is relevant. the topic of the Guys, podcast. This is so relevant. <laughs> no, I mean my synopsis. It it does make sense. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> Red and Mandy live in a small house on the outskirts of Vegas, where Mandy works as a stripper and Red is a neuroscientist. One night. All right. Sorry. Sorry. You you made the woman a stripper and the man a neuroscientist. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so okay. God, you God, you're is a woman. Is it relevant that he's a neuroscientist? Because I don't think. <laughs> I also love how, like, she's an artist like, in the film, and be? he's a lumberjack, and you've just been like, nah. Nah, nah, flip it. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, um... <laughs> Why is he <laughs> One night, Mandy is home alone, orders a pizza, but the company she calls is a scam, and Danny Ocean and Dusty Ryan forcefully enter the house and threaten Mandy to take the LSD that they found during their heist in the MGM. Mandy eventually takes the LSD with Dusty and Danny, and when Red returns home, he takes it too because he is unable to understand or communicate with Mandy unless he does. Any questions so far? <laughs> no, not Great. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll carry on now. <laughs> um, when we, uh, we then enter an animated gaming world with the characters where Dusty and Danny are on the Red team, and Red and Mandy are on the team. I'm just <laughs> realising and that makes no sense. They're just on a team. No, because Red isn't on the red team. No, Red's on the blue team. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. It's a, it doesn't really matter. It's just a name. It's actually got a lot of meaning in the film. Yeah. yeah. Um, they find a large screen which instructs them that only two of them can leave this world alive. And this is determined by the first... Um, team that is able to complete the task that will be given to them in a room. So then a door appears for each of them and a timer of 10 minutes starts when they enter the rooms. So initially both teams only see two knives at the end of the room that they enter so they're in separate rooms um, and a voice plays through the speaker repeating kill just on oh. repeat on repeat gonna go insane That's so insane. mandy and red find the intense setting arousing and result to heart love making as they are unsure what else to do <laughs> however out of pure panic rusty and danny decide to fight each other with the knives ending in a deathly bloodbath where neither of them survive a sharp cut as in editing puts us back in the real world <laughs> where <laughs> Well, it sounds like it could oh, be, it could be literal. Yeah. Could be so I'm just making that clear. Where all characters, um, they return to the real world where all the characters are alive. Now, this is the bit that I'm most proud of because it's really original. And it's only been 10 minutes. <laughs> and they realised that it was all a dream. <laughs> or a trip. Brackets, yeah, DMT. LSD trip. trip. Well, a DMT trip. <laughs> um, basically. And they get, what's DMT? It's like acid. Is that what they actually like, think? Well, no, it's like acid, but way stronger, and it only lasts for 15 minutes. I see. So, DMT. Let's get some of that. Um, and they go on to be great friends, agreeing to take LSD together again soon. That is lovely. Yeah. I, fe- 
I, I'm not sure if I have... It's a bit wild. I'm not sure if I've done this right, because I have not <laughs> no, used... I don't think... No, I can guarantee any of the you characters have. from any of the films. I've just... What have you done? <laughs> what? Oh, we, all we've done is everything taking the characters. I usually... What I've done the past two times is I've taken the characters of one film and put them in the second film. Okay, what I've done is I've completely gone off the, <laughs> the rails, okay. I think. I have written a new film... <laughs> Based off of Mandy and Ocean's okay. Eleven. I'm, okay. I'm excited because when you said this, this is why I took a wild route. Like, I just I just went on a different path, you know? But I thought you meant you'd just, like, taken some of the characters and, like, some elements of it. Uh, kind of. Okay, okay. let's like, hear Well, you'll hear it, it and then We're you can excited. be like, this let's is... Like, then you can be like, I can't use this for the podcast. What the hell is this? Like, I'm scared. A one-off episode, but like, we just get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, special episode. <laughs> but it's not didn't. better. It's not. It's <laughs> the synopsis. Just call it that. Um, um, okay. <clears throat> Uh, 1984, Georgia, the state. Um, uh, Jacob Cattle is a freshly out of prison bank robber. Sound familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It does sound familiar. Uh, on his way home, he's robbed by a group of wild-eyed hippie lookalikes. Because it's the 80s. Yeah. They can't actually be hippies. Um, determined to get his mother's ring back, uh, he visits his old partner, Belle. He explains the situation to her, and she says that it might be a bit more complicated than going and beating up some hippies. Oh, I shit. Oh, it's never easy. What they got themselves in for. <laughs> yeah. So she tells them that the people who robbed him are part of this like drug fueled cult. Bit of man yeah, yeah, there. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you get you get where I'm going <laughs> with this, right? Um, so she tells them that they're currently in the process of moving to like a large compound out in the countryside. Uh, they go and stake it out, uh, and but realize um, that every person who enters is given like a tab of acid. Oh, okay. So it's like oh shit. Right? Yeah, if yeah, we, yeah, If we yeah. want to go in that easy way. We're gonna have to like be on acid. Yeah. Um. So they they're like, oh fuck this, right? We we're gonna go back to the drawing board, and then they begin planning what to do. Mm-hmm. And then in classic heist movie fashion, they assemble the team. Right. Yeah. Uh, that corresponds really well to the various obstacles um that are that are presented. <laughs> um. Uh. So they get ready to go. It's heist time. <laughs> the plan kicks off. Going. It goes great. Right. They get through the first uh, layers of security silently, and then. One of them gets caught. One of the team gets caught. And then another. And another. Each member that's caught is drugged, executed by this cult. Oh, how wow. are they executed? Um, I haven't really decided. I'm kind of thinking burning, because it's mad. Burning. Yeah. You know, yeah, burning. burning. <laughs> My favourite. And then, and so it's like, not good. Yeah, right? no. And Kettle and Bell are like, uh, what the <laughs> Shit, fuck? Yeah. So th- they realise they're fucked if they get caught. Then they're like, well, our friends are dead already. <laughs> Let's fuck off. <laughs> um, and like on his way out, Catwell grabs a bunch of like the acid tabs and does his best to like ruin the rest of the supply. So he goes back to the back and it's the last day of the move and Catwell sees his window of opportunity slipping away. He thanks Belle for all her work and then says, I need to finish this by myself. And I'm like, oh, shit. <coughs> it's that good. So um so he drives over to the compound, he like takes an acid tab, and then like the world dissolves into neon lighting. He goes through the same high steps again, this time he can see and hear entities watching him, and that's how they all got caught. Oh, oh um, by the entities. Yeah, so yeah, on the entities, because everyone's on acid, so they can all talk to these entities. That's amazing. So um, he basically like beats the shit out of the entities and like all the people in his way. 
and he gets to the main room and they're like, and he's not even bothering to hide anymore. He's like, he's covered in blood. <laughs> he's covered in blood. He's so on so much acid. Um, like so, he fucking he kills him and then watches uh, this like massive spirit rise out of his body. And he fights the entity and pulls his uh, mother's ring off the dealer's hand and walks out. Wow. Yeah, I think mine, mine was bad. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd pr- prefer to watch you. Becca's Ready Player One kind of goes in. Yeah, really... yeah, you did like Mandy plus Tron. <laughs> I thought it was like Spy Kids 3. Have you seen Spy Kids 3? Well, I think I've seen the first two. I no, I think you can definitely tell that Lachlan's the writer here. <laughs> and then... Segway to <laughs> second section. No. No, that was that was really good. I Is mean, I don't think we really even need to so comment good. on that. But yeah, no, I think you, I think you nailed it. To be honest, I don't like. Know. There's not a structure to this. No, and it's like, it, is, it is a free for all. Oh, yeah. and big big point of that whole thing um, that the entire soundtrack is just uh, talking heads, <laughs> and it end, and it ends with burning down the house, <laughs> um, and it opens with life during wartime. <laughs> yeah, mine's gonna have. Um... <laughs> <laughs> something in the background. I feel like Becca's almost so short. It was great, but it was. I I'm gonna like put some short. like Wes Anderson type stuff <laughs> back in mind. <laughs> That's not what I was picturing at all. But I wish, but it's Wes Anderson. <laughs> And cats. Oh God, be so you know, we should get you as like a writer for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Just coming up with every idea. Yeah. No, That's okay. Sweet. So yeah, that was incredible. Do you want to judge or synopsis off time or yeah. like? Um, Do you want to judge the synopsis off? They were both great. I think, like I said before, Becca's one was kind of short. I don't know why, but like. And it also, I know why. To me, what I was picturing was like, do you know those like hypothetical questions where it's like, there's two doors, which one do you pick? It felt like that towards the middle. Yeah, one one of the doors. Like, there's just one room that people like fight at the other room, they're just like fucking. And that's all I could really see. And I don't know if that's just me not having like the film mindset of it, but it just didn't feel. See, I was just doing a psychological experiment. (laughs) Oh, like like, how do people interact when they see two knives in a room? Yeah, they go non compass mentors. They do go non Compass men, yeah. Wow. Because I. Moment. <laughs> Let's sit on that. Yeah. Um, okay, maybe it's time to move on. Um, so we're gonna be talking about um, Lachlan's specialities, basically. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh. So, <laughs> Lachlan, what do you want to do in film? Uh, direct, basically. Uh, write, director, kind of. Um, but I've been getting into producing every now and then. Um, I know, I know that's a bit of you. Bit you. Um, bit of backup. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but I'm predominantly a, a writer director. Um, yeah. So, um, what what kind of got you into film in the first place? What got you into film and writing and directing specifically? Um, well, you know, looking back you kind of realize that there's a lot of things that you're like, oh, well, I should have been doing film from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like when I was six or something, like I used to make iMovies, like uh, films on iMovie I with them. I did that. Yeah. I did that. Uh, with my cousins. Becca's seen them. They're um, awful. Yeah. They're so bad. <laughs> I don't, do you still have them? I don't know. I wish I did. Um, so it's like looking back, there's a lot of things where I'm like, oh, I, I did it since I was quite young, but uh, consciously, um, during lockdown, um, I decided to try and write uh, this book I'd been writing for ages and ages. Um, I was like, well, I've always imagined it as a film. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, uh, 
there is a must be a written format of a film. So I looked up screenwriting and I started um, screenwriting. Uh, um, and then I realized this is way too difficult to write this book as this. So I was like, well, fuck that. I'm going to write something this else. This is the one you told me about, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. About the soldier or some. It was like the there's a specific gas. Uh, no, it's like a liquid that you put in your eyes and it makes you hallucinate. So I wrote that. Um, and so I kind of taught myself like the rules of screenwriting. Yeah. Like how to format everything. It was quite fun. And then I was again, I kind of wrote camera movements into it. And then I was reading about what you should actually do in the screenplay, and that's like, no, you can't do that. It's okay. like, because it's like, that's what the director's job yeah. is. And then I went, well, that kind of sucks, because <laughs> I have a very, very specific vision of this film um, in my head. And then I was like, oh, writer-director <laughs> means I can do both. Um, and it's kind of like um, a good thing uh, to do, especially if you want to get into film, because if you want to be a director, no one's going to hand you a script. So you mm. kind of need to know how to yeah. write. And also, if you do know how to write, then you can look at a script and be like, ooh, that's shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I don't want to make that. So on the last episode, we were talking kind of about more about the production side of things. And mm. and I yeah, think... like grip work and stuff. Something that would be interesting to talk about is like, in terms of on-set specifically, what do you think is like the key things that a director should be bringing to the on-set experience? What are their, what what are they needed for? Um, I think what the director's needed for um, is really to make decisions quick on-set. So if someone comes up to you and says, like, we can either do this or this, what do you want, what one do you want? Mm-hmm. You go, that one. And like, and you're kind of, that's your job is to make the decisions on-set when everyone else is kind of busy with their job. Yeah. And... Um, like I think I, I've noticed a lot on sets, at least in the first year, was that like the director would always instantly go and want to watch what the um, footage was like. Yeah. Rather than going and talking to the actors. Yes. Um, which is what yeah. I saw in like a third year shoot where the DOP that was the DOP was like, Well, I'm gonna go look at the footage because that's my job. Yeah. And the director would only ever go and talk to the actors and they basically just trusted the DOP uh-huh. to do their job. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess you were <clears throat> you were saying about like the a director having to be that person that will make that decision quickly. And what comes with that is when films are released, especially on a bigger scale. Yeah, is last week. The the it was like two days ago. Um, the responsibility (laughs) when that film comes out, people automatically look to the director. Which isn't great because it's not always your fault. It's not always your fault, but you You have to but you have to be willing to be the person to say, Yeah, it was it wasn't the best. Would would you say you have a preference between writing and directing? Um, I, well, I have way more experience writing mm. because I've enjoyed writing since I was a wee, a wee guy, basically. <laughs> we fell out. We fell out. Um, we fell out. <laughs> Sorry. And, um, but the amount of uh, times I have directed, or every time I have directed, it's just been the best. I'm like, yeah. this is like, I'm so much more interested in the performance and like trying to, uh, you know, have the kind of interplay between talking to the actors and because it's not bringing like, the two bits together. Yeah, because it's yeah. not really like um, you can tell the actor, like because it's like you can't really show the actor what you want because yeah, totally right. you have to get it out of them through just talking and interacting with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's way more fun for me, at least. 
than like how it looks. Yeah. Like I mean, I know it's the director's job to talk about how it looks as well, mm-hmm. but. It covers literally everything. That's like, I I would be too scared to direct personally. I think the two elements for me that stick out the most, obviously you've got to be, you've got to be certain in your decision making and you've got to be able to do it quickly like you said before. And it's okay to change your mind after. Yeah. Because, so for um, our film, uh, Mm -hmm. for the film we're making right now, like the idea of a guy talking to the camera for three minutes was my idea. Right. And... And like I sold it very well, and I think it's a good idea. And now I'm kind of like, mm, maybe this won't work. And I only worked that out doing a storyboard, yes. because so yeah. I, I had to sit down and do the storyboard for it. And what I realized was it would be like, okay, shot of him walking to the camera, okay, mm-hmm. and then flash of the fight, and then we cut back to him walking to the camera and <laughs> talking to it, and then we have a flash of the fight. And then we cut back to yeah. him talking to the camera. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's okay to have a, a decision made and then be like, eh, maybe I made the wrong one. Yeah. And to go a bit more into writing, um, I guess, what, do you think there's any part of writing that is preferable over directing that makes it kind of better for you or? Um, well, writing, you've got basically complete freedom to do what you want. So, like, you can write, like, oh, and we're in the clouds, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then uh, the director has to come over and be like, um, how are we going to be in the clouds? And so, <laughs> you know, you can, you've got a lot more kind like of imagination. imagination. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something to note when you kind of are planning to write something <laughs> too direct. I think it's a lot, uh, it's quite easy to be like, okay, well, how am I going to make this when you're writing it? But I think it's kind of better if you write it with without the thoughts of how am I going to make this. It will like restrict you yeah. if you do, yeah. Because you'll we'll always just be like, oh, well, I actually can't do that, so I'm just not going to write what I want yeah. to. I think it's it's interesting. I never, I was never good at writing. Um, I think for me, the thing I find really challenging with writing is like the initial finding something that I think for me it's finding something I feel is original enough Mm. because there's so much like there's so many films now yeah there's so many films there's so many tv shows and I feel like sometimes every time I come up with an idea I'll think about it enough and I'll go someone's done that yeah like oh it's black mirror or oh it's like it's this it's like it's just like oh like that's already been done in some way do you like do you find yourself like finding that with stuff you write or um, like at the beginning, I was very, very concerned with how, like, how, how can I be like super original? Mm-hmm. And then there's this great, um, quote, I can't remember who, who said it, but like a lot of people know it. Uh, this like great artist or good artists like copy or no great artists steal basically. And so it's kind of like, I mean, and it's like this. So, you know, Mandy and Ocean's Eleven are both films that exist already. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know, you can put them together and then you get something like newer and you know and there's a lot of films that are kind of um, doing it now of like you know uh, everything everywhere all at once you can't kind of give it a genre no yeah yeah completely. and I think that's kind of but it's one of the most original films I've seen Mm -hmm. that's true so I think more and more it's progressing towards like a point of well we've got all these distinct things put them together and then you get something new basically what do you think you'd do, Kirstie, if you had to write or direct? I think I would write because I don't think I'm, like, um, 
I don't know enough about like how like I feel like it's a bit of a, like a, what you saying like a worry of like how to like make things like realistic. Yeah. And I feel like as a director, I don't think I would be able to take an idea and make it. I yeah, I think oh, directing thing, just know? seems. I I know someone in industry and he edits and he edits really big films and he directed one film, and he said he would never do it again because especially on that scale you you have to be such a strong-minded mm. person you have to be a certain type of person and I think that people who direct I respect them like I do really respect them but I just don't think I think as well what's interesting is it's a completely different kind of pressure to other roles yeah like with like producing the the pressures are very much like like if you mess something up yeah like it's like a physical thing that you can fix but with directing it's I more think like the like producing like the pressure is in the process directing the pressure goes on like yeah outside of the process yeah, as, too. As for as long as the yeah film exists, exactly basically. because people will turn back to you and go and go well why did yeah, you make that decision like, yeah yeah and yeah and that's kind of like one of the skills you have to learn to be okay with like you have to learn to be okay and confident in your own choices with your choice and you have to really be able to defend it because Mm. like even in crits like like, mass reasons like if you think about crits for us like they'll always ask well why'd you do that yeah and Mm. then kind of if you are like um well it looks cool and they're a bit like well that's not really a good reason do you ever find it difficult to like get your ideas onto paper as in, like, you can picture something. Because I feel like I often have, like, very vivid dreams, but, like, I couldn't describe it to someone. Yeah. 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 I t- it takes a lot of time uh, for me to be happy with what I've written. Yeah. To be like, okay, right, I can go shoot this now. And then it takes a lot of time for me to be, like, okay with what I've shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I kind of... It's a, it's a very, like, long process of just mm. being, like, okay, am I actually happy with this? And then when you are, you're like, okay, well, I know I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like I'm happy to show it to people. Yeah. But if you kind it of it just takes time. Yeah. yeah it takes time. Um, yeah. Takes Do time. you have a big like learning curve or lesson you've learned during making like making a film like directing or writing? Yeah. What's been like your biggest realization? The biggest realization for me in film came from doing writer director. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. the most important thing that I've learned as a director I learned when I acted in film because you know what you want to hear as an actor mm-hmm. um, like so one of the best bits of direction I ever got given uh, I, like I was shooting a music video so the director could just talk as I was doing it and we eventually were just like okay well I know what I need to do in the scene direct me as I go mm-hmm. if you want me to, to, to change something and um, so I was like picking up a piece of paper or something and then I was uh, supposed to rip it so I did it, and then he was like, "Regret that," and I was like, "Oh, that's a that's a genius piece of direction, because it's so simple, but it tells you exactly what you what you need." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Ripped it," and I was like, "I mean, obviously you can't yeah. see this right now." But, <laughs> Just go silent. So silent. I'm, bit, silent. I'm, like a, I'm act. I did a bit of acting there, guys. Um, he acted. It was great. It was great. It was, great. It was really good. You should uh, all hire me for your and projects. And this is the third time someone's tried to show everyone something. Yeah, I tried to show them the Muppets characters. Well, I didn't try. At Pilates. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, so you learn kind of, you hear good direction and bad direction and you kind of understand no it when you're an actor. Difference. And then when you direct someone else, you kind of know what you should be saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's pretty, that was a pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think especially with, I mean, I, to be honest, with directing you definitely should know all of the roles inside yeah. out. I think that's one of the 
key responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. Like, to know because people because all the HODs have to come to you and say, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, and then if you're like, well, I don't know, I don't know, sign. I mean, I've yeah, always felt like the yeah. same for producing, but to be honest, I I think every role benefits it's from knowing from knowing what, what yeah. every role does yeah. because it's such a collaborative thing to do film like yeah. it's, you're never going to be able to like do a good film without getting a few different people to kind of co- I, I in my opinion like yeah. i i've made stuff on my own in the past but i know that it benefits so much more even from just having one other person to give input yeah, yeah. even if even if it's you shoot it all yourself you edit it all yourself instead of finishing it and then being like it's done Listen. I'm going to show it to people. Yeah. You should show them the rough cut yeah. and then be like, does this work? And then, mm-hmm. and then, and then you've still made it all yourself. Like if Just you're, if you're very back. upset yeah. about like having to work with other people. <laughs> Credits to everyone. Have you ever felt like you've done something significantly wrong in directing? Oh. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I beat this actress. I'm kidding, guys. Don't kick off I don't think I've done anything wrong, but I don't think I've. I don't think I've directed very well in the past. Like I would just kind of be like, um, I just kind of rehash the plot to the actor, and you kind of like you would see them looking at you like, yeah, I, I thanks. Know, I, I, like, <laughs> I read the script. It's like, it's like yeah, I know what I'm saying. It's like okay, cool. Um, you know, um, yeah. So it's just kind of like you know, there's very early mistakes, and especially like. Um, kind of on set I guess one of the mistakes you can make is like being too timid like because what I've seen as um, like on set is kind of directors will know what they want and then they just won't say it mm. because they don't want to upset the actor because they don't want to be like well that's, that's not what wrong, I'm looking yeah. for and that's kind of another thing that you have to be very careful of as a director you don't want to be someone who just kind of cuts people down because so if someone gives you a terrible terrible performance uh, then you you shouldn't just go up and say well that was shit yeah, what, what was that like you kind of you want to work out be like okay I see what you're doing we need to change it somehow <laughs> but without saying yeah, it like that rude, yeah because um, it's not necessarily their well sometimes it might be their acting that's bad because you know we, there's bad there's good and bad actors but sometimes it's it is that you've told them to do something the wrong way and yeah. mm. and they're actually doing exactly what you told them yeah yeah and uh, yeah and you also have to be aware of like if you give too many direct like notes yeah, to someone they're kind of like well hold on you just told me I should say this sadly mm. but now you want it to be like happy later it's yeah. like well you kind of need to pick what like, yeah. Um, yeah. so another responsibility is just knowing what Having like a clear idea. Yeah, there's yeah. knowing your vision and then, you know, knowing what the script demands as well. So in terms of, because when when you said you wanted to talk about writing and directing, what do you think is maybe something that links the two together quite significantly, or do you think there is anything? Um, I think they're very different, but they're very similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like how writing and editing are very different but very similar it's like um you know you're making well it's like in the script you have the ability to to write what you want out of you know the 26 characters in the alphabet (laughs) and then and when you direct you have the ability to basically get any performance if you're like if you're good yeah uh, or get the performance that you need out of your actors yeah and then it's like in editing you've got like the ability to write what you want out of 
the images you have. So it's the process you put the story through. Basically. Yeah, it's basically I think it's all the same process of like filtering it through your vision. Not to keep saying vision, <laughs> but so I so I know can talk about it when, when you direct. Um, but yeah, so it's like they're very similar, very different, basically. Before like going on the course, I had a lot of discouragement from doing film, um, and but I know that directors. So I'd say directors specifically yeah. have probably the most discouragement from doing what they want to do. Would you agree with that, Lachlan? Um Well, yeah, I think... Like, uh, you tell people. Yeah, there's... Be a director, like... Yeah, there's a lot of, like, when people say, oh, what do you want to do? So, like, I had this woman when I was on holiday ask me, like, what I want to do at uni. Uh, or, like, so I said film. And then she was like, oh, what do you want to do after? And I was like, well, I want to be a director. And... <laughs> Uh, she was kind of like, oh, really? And it's like, uh, yeah. and I'm like, you don't know anything about me already. <laughs> why are you so, okay. it's like, why are you so upset? But, um, yeah, but, you know, there's a big, um, like, it's like when people say, I want to be famous or something, like, I want to be yeah. rich. Uh, or like, um, it's like when people kind of um, say the thing of like, uh, I want to be the like because most people only really know a director around films like, it's like directors actors you can kind of guess the other shit mm-hmm. that happens or the other crew roles but most people are a bit like I don't really know yeah. anyone else so when you say I want to be a director all they think about is people who are really famous directors yeah. and yeah. they're like sure you will be Yeah. and so and that's kind of a problem like you know you internalize that a bit and then you're also like am I am I a good director and, it, and then you're like no, I'm 19. It's okay. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'll get better. Yeah. Oh my god, no. That's that's literally something I felt like being a student in film. Like you, you feel a lot of pressure to be like very advanced and like to know everything. And it's yeah. like, but as like okay, a biology student doesn't know yeah. yet how to dissect a fucking heart. Yeah, or, people like, are like I'm gonna be a nurse, and it's like, well, and it's do like, you know yeah. this, this, like no one, no yeah. one, but people it, don't. No yeah, it, no yeah. Questions. I think it's a lot in the arts. People, yeah, kind of like to because I think it feels it. very removed from society. I want to say yeah. like you don't know anyone. Like it's, I don't know anyone yeah, personally who's like, a, like on it. successful in any of the arts. So it's like a bit more. People just take yeah. it and they act like it's like an absurd like yeah an absurd notion dream. to even want to do yeah and, and it's it, like well these industries are massive yeah like, and it's like so many like people don't realize how big it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also it's like it's almost always the people who kind of dismiss you yeah. that will then go home and watch a movie or watch a film it's, and it's, it's like it's, they and it's like you it's don't like even realize yeah. it's so embedded in society and like movies and films and everything that we watch and all the content that we see is like so important like adverts like like radio shows like everything that we yeah. consume it's like it's all based on this like arts and we're not funding it no one's supporting yeah. it and it's like people it's don't crazy. It's I, crazy. Think, I think it's a thing of as well like people say well what like you're gonna go into film okay it's a competitive industry firstly yes it, it is a competitive industry no one's denying that no, yeah <laughs> there's a lot of competitive industries out there and there's a lot of people that go into like a degree wanting to do a certain thing and then don't end up doing that thing mm. like and it's like that also happens in film and that's completely fine well mm. how many people are on your course um 78 so yeah i've got like 120 on my course and no one's yeah. telling me that my um, i think my goal is unachievable i think it's because film is such a niche subject and it's not um, it's and i think a, a part of it is also it's like well you can have like 400 computing graduates working in a firm 
but you can only have one well one or two directors one or one mm. like DOP mm-hmm. like, it's like there kind of is like a finite like amount yes. of people who you can have in a crew 100%. and so I think a lot of people kind of take that notion and are like well there's only one film that can be made at a time yeah. and yeah. it's like it's like well no there's films being made all the time um so yeah we're gonna wrap up the episode here um that was kind of a bit of for tuning in yeah that was an insight into directing and writing yeah um all right an attempt of an insight into no i think that was the biggest insight we could ever have guys i mean fuck tarantino and fuck anderson we're we're here we're here Uh, with bb um but yeah um we will be back for another episode do we have a guest for episode four and then we do don't expose us. No, do we? No. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> well, no, we yeah, don't. Do you have to prevent us to? Like, to ease it. We, we, do we can do that. Sure. And we'll get Wacklin back on this. Yeah, I'll yeah. come back on to talk we about it. We're famous and we're it's yeah. insane. I, I dread it's to like... think what films you're going to pick next time because I'm definitely not going to have watched them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just the most niche, like... Yeah, I'm gonna pick like just like Maya Darren films. So we're gonna yeah. I'll be like meshes of the afternoon. We're gonna do nostalgia. Um, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna do. What was that stand break? We're gonna do oh, flight and meshes of the afternoon. God, God, if you'd had to. Yeah, actually, that's a that's a moment where I'd be like, you should sit in one of our lectures. I sat. I watched eight. Was it eight? Eight and a half. It, it That's not even bad in comparison to what we had to watch right. recently. It was, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd no. fucking hate Moth like right then. <laughs> it was like four hours long, and I was like, every time like a scene came to it, I was like, it's at the end of the film. You know yeah. what? Like, I had no idea what was going on. I'm going to say right now, if you think that you, you really want to go to film school, go watch Maya Duren. Just any yeah. Maya Duren film. Yeah, and then give up because you're never <laughs> going to be as good as her basically um yeah that's that's what we want you to take away from the podcast thanks so yeah um that's a great episode yeah Yeah, um, i enjoyed that it was a great time (laughs) feedback Um, all right we don't have a way that we end these so let's do an awkward bye guys yeah literally the last days we went bye bye no stay non-compass stay stay non-compass mentis guys all right bye Bye. Anyone else? Anyone else? Bye. Bye.